You're listening to the Fanboy Garage Podcast. And welcome to the Fanboy Garage. I'm Chris Lasanti, joined by my co-hosts, Vanana. Hi, everybody. And the one and only Aaron Varola. Yo! What's up, folks? You can see my face. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to episode 118 of the Fanboy Garage. As always, it is a pleasure. It's a little different. Uh, we're doing something kind of crazy. We're recording our episode while recording it on Zoom. So you can see our friendly faces. Um, yeah. But for those that are new, welcome to the show. For those that are joining us via video, welcome. You get to see these faces. And then for those that are just tuning in as per usual, well, it's just going to be a normal show. Um, there's lots to talk about. So Zach Sanders starts to elaborate a little bit more on folks that he's bringing into his new cut of Justice League. We've got some quits for Quibi or Quibi quits. Is that what Quibi it is? quits. Quibi quits. Um, some other news related to the way that the Batman is shaping up production and a whole lot more. But let's get into Justice League. Yeah. That is a hot topic. It sure well, is. Well, wait, wait. Oh, oh wait. Well, I want to wish Aaron a very happy birthday, first of all. Thank you. You are amazing for getting on our weekly podcast. Um, and it's your birthday. So thank happy you. birthday. And thank you for being with us tonight. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm old as shit. So it's did fun. You have a good I, had day? A nice, I, I did. I did. We um, I just wanted to spend time with the family. Uh, work has been a little nuts. So uh, just low key um, went to brunch. Um, went to Target, did some shopping, carved some pumpkins, spent a lot of time with my kids. So it was a lot of fun. Now now I get to like, it's funny because my birthday, my, so my wife's birthday is in July and that's when my daughter's birthday is. They're literally like four days apart from each other. And she's always gotten the short end of the stick because it's like, happy birthday. And now it's the baby's birthday. You know, it's my daughter's birthday. And then our anniversary is after that. But now I get to feel the brunt of that because my brother, my son's birthday is Friday, Friday. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's like, yeah, okay, happy birthday, Daddy. Now when's on Besito's birthday? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fun. Very so, cute. It is what it is. Yeah, but thank you so much for the birthday wishes. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, well, so now it, we can get into it. Yeah, Let's get in honor business. of your birthday, we get to talk about <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League, Aaron's favorite topic yeah. in the world. Of course. So there was some more news uh, that came out this week, right? So Jared Leto. He's going to be uh, reprising his role as the Joker in some reshoots, mm. right, that are going to be going down. And also Joe Manganiello re- um, reprising his role, kind of, right, it, at least his post-credits role as Deathstroke in more reshoots. So now we're starting to get an idea of what exactly these reshoots are, right, that right. Zack Snyder was doing. Uh, and clearly he's using it as a way to... I don't know if you want to say tie up loose ends or really just like give the fans some closure maybe on this Mm. whole situation by including these two characters that 
I, I don't think factored into the original movie. Maybe they did. I don't know. But. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I think Aaron and I are. I think we're on the same page. I think they're adding. I don't think this was part of the original plan. I think he has four hours, right? Because it's going to be released, you know, as one hour episodes. And I think while he's in the seat, while he's crafting this thing, he feels like he has some creative um, control. And I personally think they're adding to it. And that's why they're doing the reshoots. Because if it was just about the Snyder Cut, which the original movement was supposed to be, they w- he would have just edited whatever footage you know they already had in the bag, they already had in the can. I think right. the fact that they're adding more stuff is because it's grown into this huge big movement um and it's going to be on hbo max which is a relatively new you know streaming platform so i think they see opportunities where it could be made a little better and they can fill in some story gaps that maybe if he just had whatever footage he shot years ago i mean we're talking years ago it just it's his opportunity to, like I said it before, it's his one chance. You only get one shot at this for the Snyder Cut. So I think they're just trying to make it better. Now, Jared Little, I don't know. I think like that's, we're just going to have to see where that goes. I mean, he had 10 minutes of screen time in the Suicide Squad. We really didn't get to see his Joker, so I think maybe he can redeem himself. But I'm I'm hoping that it's not too saturated with too many characters because then we're just going to get confused and everyone is not going to get like a really deep storyline. And then it might be the original Justice League all over again. Yeah, yeah. And I, I um, I'm struggling with this. I because it just to me it feels bloated, um, or it doesn't feel bloated. It has the potential to be bloated. And I agree with you. I mean, I think, look, we're not, there's no way that we're getting Zack Snyder's vision, right? Because his vision was a five film arc. So that is done and dusted. He has to make up everything that he wanted to do in those five films or those back, those two, you know, that two part Justice League film. He's got to tie that all up in this four hour miniseries. Um, I mean, there was always speculation that David Ayer's Suicide Squad was going to tee up the Justice League, um, that Steppenwolf was going to make an appearance in Suicide Squad and set the stage for for Justice League. So could Jared Leto's Joker have something to do with with the Justice League? Yeah, I, I, I get it. Joe Manganiello? Um, did I get it right? No? Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, Yeah, cool. All right. Um, I don't know so much about what role he was supposed to play because if you remember, Joss Whedon shot that last scene. Yeah. And he was supposed to have a role in the Batman. I don't think he was supposed to pop up in Justice League. I'm sure he wasn't. Yeah. No. So it's a little, it's a little weird. It it is. Um, but I think there's an easy explanation for me. Yeah, I I just look at this as I because you know Tavo had at yeah yeah right over there. Tavo had um, <laughs> went for water. Everything fell off my stand over here. It's all good. Tavo asked us, you know, how do we feel now as to whether or not Justice League was already in the can, as a lot of people stated it was, or is it Zack Snyder adding additional material to the finished product, which is what we've been talking about. And and you know the way I look at it is. 
look, obviously, let's put aside for a second whether or not there was a finished Zack Snyder version of Justice League. And by finished, I don't mean like with the effects and everything. I just mean like as far as a, right. a movie. It's almost irrelevant now. It doesn't matter, right? Because this right. is what we're getting. But I, I think what's actually happening is I, I think he's doing these reshoots for, for two reasons. One, because I think that he just probably needs it to tell a cohesive story. Again, I mean, let's not forget what what Justice League, his version of Justice League was supposed to be, right? It was kind of the first part of, if not a two-part Justice League, it was leading to like a Doomsday story, right? It was leading to, right. Steppenwolf was going to lead us to the next, I guess, Justice League movie that was going to feature, um, did I say Doomsday? Dark Side, rather. Sorry, yeah. Doomsday was BVS. Um, it was Dark Side, right? So that was ultimately going to be the build. Let's assume we're never getting that. Right. Let's assume that Zack Snyder's Justice League for now is done, that this Mm -hmm. is it. We're getting it. and It's going to be a finished product. So he's going to need to make this miniseries, whatever you want to call it, a finished product with a beginning, middle and end. So I think that's one of the things that he has to work through now, regardless of what was shot and what wasn't shot. And I also do think he's going to want to play some fan service, right, because this is going to be a love letter to fans of his vision, right? Fans of that version of the DCEU. And, you know, for better or for worse, whether you like it, whether you don't like it, Jared Leto is the Joker in that version of the DCEU. And yeah, and that version of Deathstroke was introduced in the DCEU. Again, whether you care about Whedon's version or not, uh, it, it's something that's there. And I think that he's probably just having fun with that. Do mm. I worry a little bit about maybe too much? Yeah, I guess you're always going to have to worry about that a bit. But, you know, we'll wait and see what the finished product is. We don't know how big or small these these parts really are, right? Yeah, I feel like it could be a small part, but I feel like if you're going to have Jared uh, Leto, Leto's uh, Joker you almost need to have his uh, Harley Quinn. You need to have Margot Robbie in that. And there are some talks that maybe she will appear in it. I don't think it's been confirmed yet. But with him, I think, comes her. So then now you have two added characters and, like, what's the focus? That's what I'm struggling with thinking right now and trying to imagine like what the focus is going to be. It seems like they're going to have a cameo role, but like, why they, he had yeah. 10, his 10 minutes and it doesn't make <laughs> sense to me right now. Yeah. I mean, he had, just... he had originally had a much larger, like a lot of his stuff was yeah. cut, right from suicide mm-hmm. squad. But I, I'm speculating clearly here, but I, I it wouldn't shock me if they're used as like a, a setup for Batman. Like it wouldn't shock me if like the the opening or the an early part of the film or miniseries, whatever, you know, is as we're focusing on the individual characters that we see Batman maybe taking on that version of the Joker. Right. Mm-hmm. Or we see something going on with Deathstroke that, you know, it could just be something like that. Something simple, a, a, more of like an expanded uh, concept as to like how Batman was used in Suicide Squad. You know, right, a right, bigger right. version of that. It could be something, it could just be like a fun opening where mm-hmm. Joker and Deathstroke are teaming up or whatever to, and he, because I think you're going to have to spend a little bit of time and clearly they're going to have the time establishing the individual characters again 
right? Because it's been a while. And I think you want to flesh out that story a little bit and yeah. make it more of a, a standalone product that, that will work alongside. If you, you know, there are going to be people that are going to want this to be something that they can watch with, you know, Man of Steel, BBS, Suicide Squad, um, and obviously this would be the other thing. So, and in you even Wonder Woman and Aquaman. So I think you want to make it work, you know, with all those movies and yeah, I guess, I mean, well, ultimately we have to see, right? None it of us really be better than uh, Batman facing off against the parademon. Exactly. So, right. That so it's total shit. I mean, I've put a lot of theatrical justice league out of my head, but right. I mean, the opening of that movie yeah. is Batman, right? Is the focus. So if you replace that hideous, um, you know, oh, I mean, well, that scene actually wasn't, I mean, the parademon thing was weird, but if you replace Joker, like, and Deathstroke, right, in that type of right. a concept, that type of scene, that could be pretty cool. So, hmm. yeah. I mean, listen, he, he wasn't a bad Joker. I just think for a lot of people, he wasn't what they expected. So I think the news of him coming back is like, oh, I thought we were done with that experiment, but it seems like we're going to bring this experiment back to life, especially after we got another Joker movie, you know? So I feel like the Joker universe right now is a little bit convoluted and a little bit like, oh, well, we don't really know where we stand, but they have, I mean, they have the exit. For that, it's called the multiverse, right? Yeah. To play that right. card and go, hey, this is the Batman here, and 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 then you think about it too when you um, now that they're bringing back Affleck for for the Flash, it just opens up that world sure. a little bit. So if, it always creates a chance. It's like if they really do want to bring Affleck back uh, as Batman to face off that Joker, well, all amends have been made with Jared Leto, who had a you know, apparently a shitty time realizing that mm. most of his work had been cut. He had, you know, he had kind of had a falling out with the studio, basically gave them the middle finger and was like out of his, con- they were told, they told him, I forgot what it was. I think it was like, he couldn't do any certain, certain exercises or things like that. They couldn't like, because they were planning on filming another film with him. And he basically went rock climbing and was like, I don't give a shit. You know, <laughs> of course it's Jared Leto. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I don't care. I'm Jesus. I, wa- I walk on water. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, it just opens the door of opportunity and we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? You might get another cameo from him in the flash. Yeah. And would it shock, would it shock anybody? And I mean, like truly shock anyone. If like, let's say there's a death stroke series for HBO max. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's like a crazy thing to think of. So if that's something that could be in the pipeline, then you would have to give that character a little juice too right and again i just completely made that up but i mean who knows these days the way they're they're looking for content like that i mean to me that's a character that's tailor-made for that so uh you know these types of things could all be possibilities i mean don't forget the studio is very involved in this you know especially because of the money that they're putting into they put like 20 million dollars into it so like they clearly allegedly well allegedly whatever but yeah so they're invested in this and I, it wouldn't surprise me if there's communication there to say, Hey, right. you know, maybe we'd like to give this character a show and give us a little bit of a pilot within the, sure within the mini series. So sure. They're like, Hey, everyone loves you guys. You get $20 million and you get $150 million. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Everyone's rich. So, so they have you know, it. we got a, 
We got to build out the pipeline for our uh, streaming service. Yeah. <laughs> Just to address, I mean, Ron Diesel had asked, what are some of um, the concerns that we have with Joker being in Justice League? I mean, I think we kind of basically went gonna through. Bloated like, as shit. Bloated. Yeah. Worrying about yeah, how much they're trying to like cram in. like a fat kid at the buffet table. <laughs> really too much, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's, that's, my, that's my only concern because... The you just got that, didn't you? <laughs> um, the th- my, the, my concern here is that we spent so little time setting up the Flash and Cyborg, and these two guys had their roles dramatically reduced. And now that Zack Snyder's back, and you got Ray Fisher on the like, I'm you know, we're all for this, and we're gonna make this thing happen. I'm gonna finally get my love and show my character off. That's a lot of time that for those guys we know got cut. So to fill it in, again, it could be all context and like disposition, the whole thing with these two villains. So it may not be that much of a big deal. Um, but I don't want it to diminish what those two heroes uh, who clearly had their roles, again, dramatically cut in the, in the Whedon version uh, to get the, the short end of the stick. And I know that that's mm-hmm. not going to be the case. I just think it's going to be really it's going to be a really thick, thick film or series Mm. and again at the same time he has to find a way to end each of his segments right so yeah who knows if that's how you know that's how it all plays off maybe superman just kills everybody and the the villains and and the heroes all unite to face off against superman in the first half of this thing i don't know no well that that would be amazing (laughs) but yeah Wouldn't it be great yeah, if they be, uh let's pull that shit right out of my ass and you need to see it. <laughs> wouldn't it be great if they actually wound up um building towards a a sequel miniseries where like they actually do wind up doing like that whole Legion of Doom concept that they were supposedly going in that direction. I mean that which is the direction they should have gone in probably from the very beginning. Um yeah. I again I, I don't know. I, I guess it's really all gonna depend on how well this does, right? For you HBO know, Max. Right. The that's a really good point because the fact that they've broken it up into kind of like a mini series format kind of maybe suggests that there is something more afterwards. I I personally don't think this is going to be like a one time done. You guys wanted to see, you know, Zack Snyder cut. We're just going to give it to you one time. I think they're definitely going to build on it and they're definitely going to lay seeds in his version to kind of maybe spin off and and do other programming because HBO Max is new. They chose this platform for a reason. They're going to need content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and what a great like jumping point, you know, to create more content or spin-offs depending on how it's received. So I, I think they're like partly experimenting, but they have the money, like he's he's just got the world at his fingertips right now to do whatever he wants really you know um so we'll see what happens in in terms of the joker i mean if it's if it's context like that makes sense what you said chris like they can use him as context to like set up certain scenes like with batman and whatnot um but i i just hope overall it doesn't seem too disjointed and it doesn't turn out to be like, oh, we need to just see like this hero and this hero and this hero. So you guys get a taste of everybody, but it's not like a, a like combined story. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. That's, that's hey, what I'm the, hoping. The only other thing I'll call out here is that they, they spend an awful lot of money on Batman. 
is all about Batman. Batman's villains, Batman's ecosystem, his rogue gallery, rose gallery, all of that stuff, and like F you Superman. I mean he does have the best rogues guys in the world. You know? He has the best I mean he totally does, but I mean you just it's funny because it's just it's all about Batman. That's it. Like Superman ain't popping up in the flash. Batman is. Two of them. Maybe three of them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, look, I mean, we get it. This is, uh, you know, it's what we've always, what they've, that's, that's how they've always done it. I mean, you know, I mean, look yeah. what happened with BVS. I mean, what was supposed to be a, you know, a, originally a Justice Solo, you know, sequel to Man of Steel became, you know, BVS and then a build up to the Justice League. And, and you know, the idea yeah. of Justice League was Batman was actually going to be the one putting the league together. Pulling everyone together. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. and and there's a, they're actually that actually makes sense from a storyline perspective, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean they look they love their Batman. I get it. He makes them a lot of money. Yeah. So yes, he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm not gonna complain because that's my guy. So anyway, sure. Yeah. So uh, I mean, there's a few different places we could go here. I mean, you know, there there was some. I guess Fast and the Furious franchise. We we. I think touched on this a little bit before, but now yeah, they that announced, should be over right now. Yeah, yeah. they're going to end uh, after two more films, and Justin Lin's going to direct both of them. So Jeez. that'll be it. And then I guess they're just going to go into oh, spin-off God. land after that. Like you'll just see Fast and Furious presents oh, whatever. God. You know, I mean, they tried that uh, cartoon, that animated series on Netflix. I don't even know how that did. I didn't like, even know. What? Did you see that? No. no. Is it on Netflix? Or they're starting it? With cars? Legit, there's a Fast and Furious animated show. Really? I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, Google that shit. Okay. Listen. I could be be lying. You can't actually take anything I say as true. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) No, Um, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. No, you are not. Yeah, you are not lying. It may be on Netflix. It it, it debuted, yeah, December. I mean, I guess. It got lost in the fact that... Shut up. <laughs> yeah, Fast and Furious Spy <laughs> Racers. Like, we're going to get... We're, we're going to get the kids. We're going to get the kids involved in this one. All right, well, let me ask you a question. How many, like, car racing franchises and movies and animated shows are there out there right now? Car racing... No, I don't, I don't know. know. None. None. I'm okay with two more movies. They got that corner... They got that market cornered. That's fine. Yeah, I'm cool. No one I'm... else. No one else is putting yeah. out like car racing stuff like that. And but that's not. It's not about car racing. It's basically not anymore. Anyway, job. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah. It's a high, it's yeah. A high yeah. You know. You're you right. Know? You're right. But like the 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 foundation of the action yeah. is still in cars. Yeah. It, but but it's not. But it's <laughs> which not, is kind of cool. Because because they're like flying planes and they got dune buggies and they got all types nope. of weird I shit. Mean, fine. Um what Listen. do you call it then? Transportation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean pretty much. Aaron planes they... are fast and furious, by the way. So uh, it yeah. fits. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. I hey, I'm okay with it. I love the franchise. Yeah. Um, it's stupid and I don't care where the storyline goes. I just, I just love it. So I'm for two more movies. Yeah, I'm not, but sure. (laughs) I mean, like John Cena's playing Dom's brother. Yeah. Yeah. What? 
That's cool. Why not? I'm down. No. They're like, oh, The Rock has a has a beef with, with the entire cast. We'll pull pull the next best thing. Let's get John Cena in there. You're upset about this. I can tell. Well, no, I'm just like, whatever. Well, yeah, it's my man, though. It's my man. You know, I wanna I wanna my see man. John Cena in this role because he's he he was in like the comedy world for a little while with like cock blockers, and then he did that movie with like <laughs> he did that movie with like Amy Schumer, and he was train really wreck. great yeah. in that. It was like a little cameo. Yeah, train wreck. Um, but now we get to see him in like back into action format and i think that's really cool and and he's yeah, gonna play yeah. aaron's new favorite character in the suicide squad dildo head my favorite i mean yeah dildo dildo head dildo head love john cena yeah dildo. i love how you're asking cool. if the name you made up is the correct name you're like yeah no it? i forgot i thought it was yeah. dildo face for a second but that just doesn't make sense you have to write these notes dildo down. head yeah no, it's the peacemaker. Sure. <laughs> He's, like, you know. Does that guy even, even have a comic book? He, he wants the same career as The Rock. There is nothing wrong with that. Sure. And he's getting yeah, there. He's getting sure. there. No, he's not. Let's be real. Yes, no, he not. is. No, he's not. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. And, te- and Tejas, try to find yourself a bottle of Terramana. Oh, it's so good. I can't wait until Sober October is Isn't it hard to find that? Isn't it hard to find that shit? Not here. Oh. What, yeah. I hear in New, New York. York. I hear in New York it's hard. really hard. Yeah, not here. It is hard. Yeah. But I'm like Chris, have you gotten yourself a bottle? I, I don't. I am. Uh, no, I don't partake anymore, but sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, when, when you start to. But I will. Um, I'm gonna, I will say this. I do believe that John Cena's tequila will be better when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, along with Ryan Reynolds' gin. And I already know what the bottle's going to be shaped like, so that's going to be sweet. Like a dildo. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Oh, look no. at that. It's like a little Oh, no. His bottle, his bottle would be like like five fingers. Oh, my God. Uh, you got to uncap each right. one of and them. And then, like, you pour it out <laughs> of pour the it out thumb. Like that. Yeah, maybe I like won't. This? Maybe I won't. No, you have to and shake then you it. go like that with the bottle. <laughs> Oh my God, we are a mess. Free on video and all that too. Free marketing advice for John Cena. I know for his future tequila. Oh my goodness! All right, so what? I mean, all right, so I guess that's the end of that Fast and the Furious conversation. (laughs) That sure uh, went off the rails quickly. Um, So yeah, I mean, (laughs) let's talk about something uh, that clearly went off the rails, and that's Quibi. Ironically, Quibi was something that we, you and I, Aaron, found out about here on this show, right? Yeah, um, Banana was the one who actually told us about it, and it's it seemed like a horrendous idea at the time, uh, yeah. and it's now not a thing anymore. So, I mean, they uh, were pushing ads like, yeah, I think two weeks ago I saw an yeah. ad for Quibi, yeah, me too, on a new show, sure, and I was like, oh, that actually looks interesting, yeah, one point seven five you know billion dollars for that and it's already shut down say that again 1.75 billion dollars they spent on that flushed not yeah. spent flushed done and i know done. people who watched the fugitive show and liked it but i just like mm. i mean the concept to me look obviously launching that in the middle of a pandemic when now the idea of launching a streaming service in the, in the middle of a pandemic is not 
terrible considering how well the streaming services did with everybody being home. But when you launch a streaming service that is supposed to be targeted at commuters in the middle of a pandemic where everybody's home, that's a poor recipe for success. But I, and I just think that ultimately, I mean, look, I'm a commuter. Uh, I don't need to watch something that's 15 minutes. I don't know whose commute is 15 minutes. I wish my commute was 15 minutes. That'd be great. And if it was, I wouldn't be watching an episode of a show if my commute was only 15 minutes. So it just was a, it seemed like it was a strategy that was flawed because I I just don't know who they were speaking to. Like, I I don't feel like they really did. They didn't really target their marketing strategy for this properly and just someone came up with the idea and 1.75 billion dollars and they ran with it thinking that they could just capitalize on celebrity this is where the data works against you yeah because i think they thought oh people are only consuming content in small bits right and they tried i mean they tried to create a business model out of it right unfortunately it's just not true what's weird is not they, that it's not true it's right. just that it's it's just people are when it consuming, comes to like long form yeah, storytelling yeah, you can't peop- do it in short form people content. are consuming content when it's a video of your neighbor like skateboarding down the street to like some wacky song you know playing a joke right like yeah. or tiktok videos or like instagram sure, stories sure, sure. but i mean just look at netflix <laughs> and look at hulu and look at disney plus and, and look at how people are consuming actual entertainment like produced scripted entertainment it's not short form you know exactly. in fact they're binge think... watching shows an entire weekend so it goes against that entire strategy yeah. yeah i think where they messed up was the upfront subscription costs because when you're having short form content like that people are going to equate it to more like a instagram story even though it's much longer than an instagram story it's 10 times longer than an instagram sure. story it's like 10 minutes long you know but when you have content like that that's just a few minutes long or up to 10 minutes long like it if if it's a subscription format like it almost feels like an advertisement right yeah you know and like no one wants to watch I don't know. It just, it's, it's, they didn't market it the right way. And if it was free in the beginning, I think if they made the first year free and released it free for like anyone that signed up in the first year, gets the first year free. Then I think you might've at least attracted an audience that maybe could have used word of mouth or like shared it with people and like people in their network to then maybe in the second year get signups, you know, because they did have a lot of celebrities in the shows. And I think that was the second thing that was wrong with Quibi was that it was, it wasn't geared towards to independent content creators. There are so many like short form content creators out there. I know my friend tried to pitch her show to Quibi, but like, Mm she doesn't have anyone famous in, in like her freaking arsenal. Like it's only her, you know, but I think if they created like, if it was more like an indie movement, you know, like let's showcase like these like short form stories that are like really well created, but something you can't put on Instagram, something you can't put on Twitter, um, something that film festivals are not accepting right now because the pandemic has canceled all of these film festivals, but you have Quibi to kind of like maybe showcase your content. And there's so many people that are making like 10 minute, 14 minute short films because 
I know my first short film I made, I thought it was going to be 30 minutes long. And then after we shot for two days, we realized by the time we edited, we only had enough content for a five minute short film. Mm. I mean, that's how much like you need to film to, to even like boil it down to something. And, and I would have submitted a five minute short film to Quibi or something like that, where you can highlight like local filmmakers and like find local content creators. Like, I think that's a, a, a market that hasn't been tapped. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they were using celebrities, like yeah. celebrities were acting in these like 10 minute shorts thinking that like, oh, people are going to watch based on celebrities. So I, I think their whole business model was off. They should have they should have like curated it to an independent filmmaker kind of demographic, made it free and just get their audience first and then yeah. maybe charge a subscription price. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I don't even those think celebrities that were uh, state uh, shareholders. Um, yeah, probably. Were they? It's possible. I'm sure they were. But I, to me, I don't even think it should have ever been a pay service. I think it probably should yeah. have been an ad-supported service, right? Because yep. especially in with that little bit of time, like if you only have to sit through whatever they were, 10, 15 minutes long, you know, you slap an ad in the beginning of that, an ad at the end, and like yeah, you're, you're good, good to go. And and over time in with volume, now, I mean, maybe, and that you know, ties into your concept, Vanana, because if you're not paying what I'm assuming were, you know, pretty decent amounts of money to get celebrities and, and the budgets to produce these series, um, you could do that. You know, you don't need to try to rush to make up all that money right back on $1.75 billion. It takes a little while to, to make that back. So yeah, I think ad supported was probably the way to go. And I think that that mm-hmm. type of content, um, uh, lends itself better to the type of audience that would want to watch something like short form. You know, I mean, people who binge watch a series on Netflix and they're used to watching eight hours of programming in a day, clearly short form is probably not for them, but you know, younger people, people who are, you know, like you said, creators, filmmakers, actually like there's a, a market out there for it. And, but that wasn't their idea. I mean, look, they were looking to capitalize yeah. on celebrity and, and what they thought was that's a trend. Actually, that's actually a great idea to just have an app that gives you like content like that at your fingertips. That's on the independent level that yeah. you don't need to submit to a film festival. And okay, maybe you'll get a celebrity to host like, you know, Spike Lee's. Sure you know, top 10, whatever films and, and he's the host of it. And maybe he just needs to film like a three minute video introducing himself. And then he, he picks the 10 films that he wants to showcase on this. Yeah. That's a great mm-hmm. idea. And, and it's amazing. I wonder if they were trying to get bought by uh, YouTube or something. Like I'm that. sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the idea yeah. was quick flip, you know, yeah, we're going to try to make this a, thing. A mass X amount of subscribers. Yeah. But the writing was on the wall. I remember when we first reported about this, they lost like more than half of their subscribers yes. in like a matter of weeks. Yeah, which is never right? good. Yeah. yeah when you look at the when you look at churn rates and stuff like that, when you look at the amount of people who subscribe to a service initially and just never cancel, the fact that they mm-hmm. lost that many people, that defies like all data reason. Mm. Right? Like seventy five percent of people who sign up for free trials or who sign up for one month subscriptions to things, maintain it for at least another month. Like that's Mm -hmm. just there. It's fact. 
and and that's why like WWE Network until now where they created that free tier um, was always giving away free months because they they wanted to have those those numbers they they needed to build up their numbers and they knew that a lot of those people were going to keep their their subs at least for a month so yeah and the whole thing was off obviously I mean listen you don't shut down something after whatever it was seven months or whatnot or you know that you invested that much money and if it was if it you thought it had any chance yeah i also so. feel like in a influencer market and in an influencer world yeah. celebrities don't have as much clout as they used to right you know like there's regular people that you would rather look up to now that you find on youtube or instagram or whatever and they're just as good as if brad pitt said something and if right. you can't connect to brad pitt like you like his movies but you really can't connect to him as a person you know, then you're not going to listen to anything he says. You're not going to watch him on a 10 minute quibby thing. But the girl you subscribe to that's doing unboxing videos or telling you how her Invisalign is going on YouTube, you're going to watch her when you get a ping that like her new Invisalign video is out. I know I watch those. I watched like, because I'm looking into um, like having these like aligners or whatever. So I subscribe to these people that are going through their journeys because I can see what my journey might be yeah. like if I want to fix my teeth through one of those things. And I honestly would rather watch that right. when I get the notification than open my Quibi app and see like someone famous in a 10 minute short, yeah. you know, when there's Netflix, when there's Disney plus, when there's so many other things but, that yeah. you already can tune into. And that's the problem is there, there already is a forum for this. So the type, the audience that they were looking to capture with Quibi was an audience that already has a ton of other forums, right. To watch that type mm -hmm. of stuff. But they used content that would appeal to a completely different audience. <laughs> Right. It so it it was just it it's this weird mashup of concepts. I mean, it it would almost I don't even know how to like. I'm trying to come up with like an analogy for how like ridiculous that whole idea <laughs> was. But you know, it would you know it it would I guess in a way it's just like you know let if you're if you're gonna try to turn like baseball into like pro wrestling. You know, it's like, well, there's an audience for pro wrestling and there's an audience for baseball. So clearly people who watch baseball will want it to look like pro wrestling. Well, no, no. Yeah. People who watch baseball want it to be baseball. People who watch wrestling want it to be wrestling. And, and so it's the same thing. It's like you have to mix your concept with your audience. You can't try to mash the two things up. And, and I don't know if they just assumed incorrectly, which is possible, or if they just really... Um, just didn't have their finger on the pulse of of what their that audience they were going for wanted versus what type of content that they were they thought they were going to be providing you know what's funny you know last week we were talking and remember i was talking about the evolution because we were talking about disney and how disney was going like full streaming and that's what their focus was going to be on and i said something to the effect of like you know you remember when like you know um what is it uh music video killed the radio star yeah, video and the radio star. and you know like that's just the natural evolution of things as technology and uh evolves things are going to kind of take over the other i was gonna bring up quibi like that yeah. was at like the tail end of my thought i was gonna be like and then once you know movie theaters are completely gone and we go to streaming then the phone content is going to take over our TV streaming content. 
It just mm-hmm. seems like a natural progression. Um, and then this Quibi news happened and I was like, oh, I'm so happy I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, because... I mean, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest thing there is that they are they were trying to capitalize on every they were trying to capitalize every screen right they know that Mm. that a certain demographic watches x percent of their content via their mobile devices when everyone to your point to your earlier point when you open this thing up chris when everybody's home yeah no one's watching content on their phones anymore right i mean unless you're you're, so you're doing your social media sure but you're watching your tv shows on your tv because you're home Right. right. So that's going to that's going to kill it there. And then at the at the same time, you can't get out of that th- because I think this pandemic has shifted and refocused the importance of family time and being with people and sitting down and relaxing and kind of like spending time escaping and, and going into either a TV show or a movie. And that's not going to change when people go back to work. I don't think I think no, people are going to miss not. that. Well, especially and, now that they've become mm-hmm. more accustomed to watching Netflix and Hulu. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like that and Disney Plus. I mean, that's going to be their entertainment now. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. could be, you know, maybe if we were all robots again and kind of going back to just sticking with your mobile devices, it would be a thing. Um, but you I know- would even challenge I would even challenge that idea because families cannot share time together with everyone stuck to their phone, regardless of how much that's probably the reality where people are at the dinner table watching whatever, but you can't share a 15 minute show. Right. Yeah. Unless it's at at the water cooler. The last thing I will say is the name sucks. (laughs) Like what does Quibi mean? And it doesn't grab anyone's attention where if you didn't know what it was, you would download it like it's overall whoever came up with concept name business model it just it it didn't work and yeah. like that's why it uh, Q you words for some reason in my mind just don't feel good yeah, <laughs> yeah. i don't know Maybe what, what like why that you're is quibbing with someone like that doesn't Wait, really were they were they trying to make it an, a verb <laughs> yeah i don't that, know oh really I don't, like, I, I don't know yeah i don't even know but I don't know I when I think of like Quib. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the thing is there are short is that a look, Scrabble there word? are there are short shows, right? Like shows like on Adult Swim that are like yeah. you know, they're like if you actually factor in like the commercials and stuff, they're they're fifteen minute blocks, but they're you know, like yeah, eleven yeah. minutes of content or twelve minutes of content. I remember those. But yeah. again, like they you bundle them all together. Like people don't usually sit and watch one like you know, episode of, you know, Robot Chicken or whatever, or one episode of like something right, that's short. Right, right. Like you tend to watch like a block because they air it in blocks that usually can go like a half hour or so or, or even like an hour. So you'll get like two or four episodes bundled together. And people don't even realize in some cases that they're watching like two or four individual mm. episodes, right? Right. That's why they put them together in blocks like they don't usually just have like a so it's not crazy but again it's that's also a very niche very specific audience right the people that watch those types of shit that watch adult swim so even that the again the concept was just it was too niche and um you know when you're going to do that 1.75 billion dollars for niche is that's a hefty price tag so Hasta la vista. Yeah. Speaking I wonder of, who invested. I didn't. Oh, it's David so. Katzenberg. Yeah, he can lose money. It's all right. 
Yeah, it's he's fine. fine. Yeah, they'll he's be like, filthy rich. He's like Scrooge McDuck. Sure. Speaking <laughs> of uh, Disney Plus and streaming and all that fun stuff, um, I know Aaron's very excited to know that there's Am going I? to be a Willow sequel series coming to Disney oh, Plus. Oh God! In my soul. What do you mean? Oh God! I don't know. I have. I have never. What are you seen putting on your shoes? What are you doing over there? What are you doing? <laughs> no. I'm watching you now. I am I on to, you like why on right. Plug in my computer. Doing now. This is the first time. Stockings, what's going on? Hold on, I'll be right back. I gotta plug in my computer because I don't want it to die. Um, so So, what's the problem? What's the problem? Oh, I've never seen it. Oh my god! (laughs) It's on Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah. You should watch. You should watch it before um before you watch the sequel series, which you're clearly gonna watch. So and Aaron, she's gone. Yeah. So tell <laughs> us. Uh, so I mean, are you actually excited about this, or like you not really hey, care I'm, at this uh, you point? You know, I get into like I get into uh, the mixed feelings for stuff like this because, to Vanana's point, nineteen eighty eight, eighty nine, something like right? I think it was eighty eight. It was like a while ago. And I don't like revisiting stuff because it's like, oh, yeah, we, you know, let's just do it. Or, you know, people love this movie and we, we should bring it back because I don't I can't remember. And I, I was trying to remember this last episode where there was a good sequel that came back after being gone for 30 plus years. I can't besides Star Wars, because that's not really. I mean, thing, karate, like, Cobra Kai's probably the closest. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good. That is a good one. I mean, if you're just talking about um, the first movie, and, yeah, uh, maybe not, not the, the one that Hillary Swank is in, or the third one, where jumps in the car. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know where where they go with that. Um, with the story, and I know that uh, Warwick Davis obviously is coming back playing playing the titular character, and it's producing it. Yep. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm okay with it. Let's. I want to see a little bit of how it goes and what the story is. I. I. I don't. I don't know. I'm okay with. And it. the director? Are you okay with the? Uh, it's actually the guy who directed um, Crazy Rich Asians. John M. Chu. Yep, John M. Chu. <sighs> who now he's having like a career renaissance. I mean, he before that he had you know. What did made, he do before that? Well, he's done like. G.I. Joe Retaliation. Oh, God. Step Up to the <laughs> Streets. He's, oh, my God. He's also directing the uh, In the Heights movie. Oh, oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. You got me back. Hold on. Hold on. Here we are. I actually That's really cool. want to see that. Which one? Yeah. The In the Heights movie? Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. so I saw that I saw that when it was off-Broadway before it was on. Oh, oh, so good. Aaron, he also directed Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> So, we we lost him again. He's gone. Well, so you know what? Aaron takes back everything he said earlier. I'm sorry, he is no Please, longer. Please, dude. Please don't touch Willow. <laughs> Please, sir. Please leave leave my childhood alone. You never know. Please. He could surprise you. Please. I mean, this is like an eclectic guy, right? I mean, he does Clearly. trash and he does good things. I guess, right? Well, like, yeah. I mean, listen, it happens. Um, oh gosh. No, this is not a good thing. Oh, you know what's a good... Okay, here's a great example of what I was talking about. Okay. The Dark Crystal. Right. That was great. That was phenomenal. 
They and brought I'm back. assuming they're probably the Henson crew. Yeah, they're probably going to try to capture you know? that same magic. With I this. think okay. So if that, I mean, if that's what they're going to do, and I don't know. I mean, we're just speculating, right? If that's mm-hmm. what they're going to do, then great, bring it back. Yeah, I just feel bad. You know, Val Kilmer is like, he's got like, he doesn't really talk. He had throat cancer, right? He like grumbles and stuff like that. Like you can't bring, obviously, you can't bring him back. And he was such a, such a tour de force in that in that film. Um, but yeah, I, uh, sure. Yeah, sure. So we'll see. Bring Aaron, it back. Step Aaron, on my childhood. Aaron's on a it. definite sure. maybe right now. So man, I'm a uh, like. Don't you can't even comment. You. Can't. I'm a, <laughs> you okay. See the movie. Whatever. I I know the iconic image. I can see it in my head. What, what is that? Um, be the wrong one. No, it's not the wrong movie. It's it's the guy in like the blue, like medieval looking costume, you know, and he's like that. It's fantasy, right? Uh, it is, it fantasy, is but yeah. it's not like not like Yeah, I can oh, I it's not like the... not goal, but like woohoo. <laughs> no. All right. Well, you know, for for our listeners who cannot see us on video, we are getting pretty animated. Yeah. So yes, you, you okay? Yeah. You'll have uh, to look. Watch, look. All I know is fantasy genre. Okay, they need something fantasy, so maybe that's why they've gone yeah. this direction. They're it's really. A, it's sure. an established property. Yeah. Yeah. Is why it not? a property? Well, sure. It is now. All right. Yeah. It yeah. will be. Yeah. I want them to They've been talking about this for a long time. They, I, I thought, and they said Ron, Ron Howard. No, was what? Am I lying? This is one of those things that probably, no. if you look at the history, it's probably bounced around from like a bunch so of many people. Yeah, fingers mm-hmm. trying hands. to get this going. Um, but again, you know, it ties into <sighs> that. It's on Disney Plus, right? So you're not worried so much about the nostalgia. I mean, that's actually where the nostalgia element could play off for them. Right, mm-hmm. because payoff. So, right. you know, because the nostalgia crowd probably already has Disney Plus at this point, uh, or parents maybe who have yeah, it for their kids, and it. they're gonna watch. So, and you know, I'm sure. Again, it's not like they need. It's not like this thing needs to make five hundred million dollars or whatever at the box office. No. It's just content for an already successful streaming service. So, that's yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. Let's so, see. speaking of. Um, the lockdowns and watching stuff and how we watched it. Um, Sean geek podcast, right. Asked what movie or show really blew your socks off this year that you likely wouldn't have watched at all in a COVID list world. So I, don't I, I know that. for me, I mean, I thought about this cause I was like, I didn't, I mean, I I've discussed this a lot. I mean, I, I, was kind of falling into like older stuff, stuff that I had already seen. That was like my comfort right. zone, especially during the lockdowns. But I mean, Mayans was the thing for me. Like I had not watched, I was, mm. I had not watched Mayans. Um, I was putting it off. I, I was like, no, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm going to take a break. And, but because I, you know, there was just such little on at the time, I decided to give it a shot and fell in love with it. So obviously that that would be the one like at least TV show um, that I watched that I wouldn't have probably had the lockdowns not happened and I had a lot more time to actually watch 
content. Um, I don't know about movies. I mean, I, I didn't really watch a lot of... I, there weren't movies coming out. Oh, well, I guess Aquaman. I mean, I rewatched right. Aquaman and actually really enjoyed it a lot more than I did the first time. I don't know that it blew me away. I did like it a lot. Um, I probably wouldn't have given that an, an, at this point anyway another shot had I not been mm. um, deciding to do like a DCEU rewatch during the lockdown. So I'll go with that. My movie, Aquaman, my show, Mayans. That's true. That was such a good question because I feel like I have watched more stuff during this lockdown, during this pandemic, than I have in two years. Like, I was so busy with work, and we talked about this a little bit last year. I was so busy with work and, you know, acting and juggling all this other stuff that I never watched anything. And I always felt like, how can I be an actor if I'm not watching what other actors and what other people are making, like, that year you know and it was always a goal of mine for example to watch all of the oscar best picture films before the award show that was always a goal i never hit it ever Mm. um but then this year during the pandemic i just watched so many things like i rewatched the matrix we watched like old movies like i just watched analyze this the other night um and like my boyfriend and I have just been choosing a lot of things to like rewatch you know kind of like what Chris said like going back to old stuff and what we were talking about last week like that 90s nostalgia of like we just want to watch these movies that like we grew up with but I think for me the one show and you guys probably will know what I'm going to say um is Sons of Anarchy And then Mayans on top of that, because Sons of Anarchy was seven seasons and it took me, I think, two months to watch. Yeah. From when we talked about it, I think I started in July and um, I think I finished in September. So Sons of Anarchy was a big one that I don't think I would have been able to tackle if I had a regular work schedule. I mean, like the the episodes were so heavy you can't watch you can't binge like four episodes at once because you want to shoot yourself yeah <laughs> you gotta clean that soul you gotta clean your soul so i was watching like one or two a night um so that's why it took me two months and then right afterwards we went into mayans and i feel like i like mayans even better and i'm just so happy that i did pick up sons of anarchy because it made me understand mayans like seamlessly and I loved everything they brought into it. Um, And I think one of the other shows that I've been wanting to watch that I've never seen, which is maybe on the same page as Sons of Anarchy is Breaking Bad. I've never seen Breaking Bad. And I think that's like kind of on the same page. My all-time favorite TV show. Yeah. So I think – Somewhere down the line, that's next. But I would have to say to Sean's question, which is such a great question, is Sons of Anarchy and then Mayans like tacked on right after that because it's it's in the same world. Mm. I don't know exactly what I was. I don't even remember. Trolls. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you the stuff that I didn't want to watch that I had to watch anyways, like Onward 50 freaking times plus that. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, that has been that has been the story of my life. I got caught watching things with my daughter 
who went from Onward to Transylvania 3 to, gosh, I'm now the Adams Family, to Trolls. I did watch Trolls World Tour like five times already. Um, gosh, what else is she watching? She watches this horrible TV show called Carl. It's like a Brazilian, it's like a good food show. So it's like this little kid named Carl? Carlos, I think. Oh. No, no, no. The, the Carl, Carl is. I don't even know who Carl is. Carl might be. Carl is basically this like pear-headed superhero, ah, of course. And Carlos goes to eat some French fries, and Carl comes, the pear-headed superhero, and is like, "No, no, no!" And then he does battle with like the French fries, <laughs> and they are like fifteen minutes or ten minute show, like you know, clips, and she will just boom, boom, one after the other, after the other, and I just remember hearing "Oh, Carl!" over and over and over again, and being like, "Oh God, shoot me now, please! I cannot, I cannot." So it became a thing where she could only watch that in the playroom with Tally Hardy. No, 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 that doesn't go on the main TV. If you want to watch that, you go to the playroom, you disappear for a little bit, and. <laughs> Go to sleep. Leave us alone. I don't want to see Carl. Nice. Um, I would say I, I watched a lot of stuff on Disney Plus that I probably didn't, I wouldn't have gotten into, like the one day shoots. I don't know if you, they do like a day in the life of like someone who works for Disney. Real quick, 15 minute things. Those are cool. And then they had, uh, they had this really cool props show on Disney Plus. They, they mm, had a guy a looking one. for old old props so I, I was really like kind of immersing all of the the short and the original content on disney plus yeah uh quite a bit i didn't watch anything serious which is odd well no not really i didn't, I I think I, I, didn't I didn't get into anything yeah like that mm. i mean um, uh one thing i did was i discovered and not that i didn't know about this stuff already but um because i did but i i just never really um focused a lot of attention on it is i discovered the beauty and the power of free streaming services like um pluto tv mm-hmm. and stir uh and even the roku channel which has a live um element to it now um especially pluto tv because now it's owned by viacom cbs so they have a lot of great curated t- mm. uh, they have like 250 channels now and they have a, a channel dedicated to star trek they have a channel dedicated to doctor who um they have a Three's Company channel, which is like a dream for me. They have an Adams Family channel. Mm. I'm, right now, I'm actually on the TV as we record this is um, the Classic TV channel, which is airing an episode of Red Dwarf, which is amazing. So, um, and there's just a lot of like, they have... You talked about this before. <laughs> yeah, they have MTV Red stuff. Dwarf, they have like CMT stuff. They have like old like... You know, so they have like these channels like Logo and stuff like that that have like they air like the best of like their original shows. And then they have like, mm-hmm. you know, TV land sitcoms and stuff like that. So like there's something for this news channels, actual live news channels, live sports channels. Um, and it's all free. It's ad supported, uh, but they don't really beat you over the head with ads. I mean, they run the ads similar in similar spots to where you would run like commercials if the episode was airing on TV, just less of them. Mm. Uh, so Pluto TV is, is my, the best of them. Stir is, um, a service that Sinclair broadcasting runs. Um, it's very similar to Pluto, um, except it's more, they do have a lot of some of the similar channels, but they do have like 
different types of specialized channels. And then Roku channel, which I think you can get now even if you don't have a Roku. I think it's on some smart TVs and stuff like that. They they built a live channel guide into uh, their channel, which used to just be purely on demand, uh, which now airs a lot of the... um, the same like a lot of that programming in a live format with a guide and everything so it replicates the the traditional television viewership experience and they also have on-demand content on all three services as well all free all ad supported to me like i could just i spend most of my time now watching those services and youtube so it's like you know unless there's something specific that i'm watching on like netflix or amazon prime or whatever uh I'm basically my flip through ch- uh, viewing now instead of TV, like even my sling TV, which I'm I'm probably going to be getting rid of soon. Uh, it's mainly those services. Uh, and I love it because you get all this curated content that's just specific to things that you may, re- you know, you love and, and there's so much of it. So that was the one thing that I really kind of rediscovered the power of uh, during the lockdowns. Mm. I'll cool. be on yeah. that journey soon. I'm cutting the cord. Yeah. Officially. To what? Officially. To to cable. Not doing that oh show. yeah. No. I have, have, you decided... I have sling actually. Yeah, I do too still. But have you decided where you're going with that yet? No, I, I, it's funny because I've been poking around Verizon FiOS and they won't give me an option to change my my plan. Like they're not showing me anything that's just mm. Yeah, they don't Internet. want. Trust me, I, I when I first cut the cord, I had FiOS, and I they made it very difficult. I actually wound up leaving them because yeah. they made it so difficult for me to just go internet only. Like you basically have to yeah. be like a new customer to get yeah, any kind yeah, of a yeah. decent. I'm, I'm like, I'm price. gonna call them and figure it out because on, online, it's like you can keep your plan for cheaper, and I'm like, I don't want that. Yeah, but I can't find any other options, so I'm like, hmm, you gotta call them. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bastards. I, I only have slang for all my reality shows. Uh, I pay so much real money housewives, for it. That's right. All, yeah, all my Real Housewives. <laughs> I watch the Kardashians. You know. Oh good! Thank God that's happening. <clears throat> yeah. So, Last season, it's about time. Yeah. So yeah. a couple final things. Um, Tim Burton. It looks like he's uh, he's looking to bring back the Adams family, Aaron's current favorite thing, uh, for a live action TV series. You yes! just can't get rid of the Adams family right now, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. They need to cast. Um, okay, so Johnny speaking Depp. of no, speaking of Sons of Anarchy, they need to cast Gemma as Morticia. As Morticia? She would no. be a fit. What? She's old as hell. She would be a fantastic Morticia. No. Well, okay, like maybe she's a little older now, but makeup. I a mean, a little older now. What? Fine, she's old. She's geriatric. What are you talking about? But no. When I saw her and um, what's his name in the last season, um, the Spanish guy, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. He's amazing. And, oh, he's oh, always amazing. Him as Gomez? Yeah. Yes, the both of them. No. Could you not see that? I saw that. I totally I saw that. I could not see that. That doesn't Maybe. seem like the Tim Burton. That's not like typical no, Tim Burton. No, it's not casting. Tim Burton, but yeah. I did imagine it in my head. Okay. It'd be like 
Helena Bonham Carter is the grandmother. <sighs> right. That's how it's going to be. Yeah. No. I don't know who he would cast I'm as. Uh, so done with her. As um, Morticia or Gomez, but I can't. I can't even. I can't it's even probably going to be like Selena Gomez. <laughs> Oh God! Ooh, no, I don't know. You never know with Tim <laughs> No, Burton, I'm just kidding. So, kind of sticking on the um, oh, God. on the theme of like the horror comedy stuff. Uh, Tavo sent us a question, kind of right before we started recording tonight, and it's uh, it's for you, Vanana. He says, "Hey, Vanana, I know you do not like horror movies, so you ha- have you ever tried horror comedy? I recommend you watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil." Which I have seen and it's excellent. But what do you think about that horror comedy? No. Um, I think I've seen Scary Movie. Okay. Like a long time ago, but I am not down with. I'm not down with horror. Period. So if you're making fun of horror, like there's still some scenes that I'm going to be scared of. Like I think. Oh my god. Okay. So in Scary Movie, was there a scene where? Halle Berry was like running into the bathroom and she gets like stabbed in the ear. I don't think that's I've ever seen scream. scary movie. Oh, that's, that's in scream. scream. No, okay. in uh Yeah, that, and it was J- it was Jada Pinkett. Jada Pinkett, but she's Jada not Jada Pinkett. It's but, actually but, but it's not it's her boyfriend that gets stabbed in the ear. Jada Pinkett gets stabbed in the theater because the killer is sitting next to her and she doesn't realize. Right, right, was right. that scream but, or was that That scary was scream no, 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 two but, actually. But in scary movie yeah. but it, but in Scary Movie, it's Vivica Fox. Uh, they made like. a parody and, of it, didn't they? Yeah, and and no, but it was a dude, and it was like a dick, and <laughs> it's like a glory hole, and the dick like jabs him in the ear. Right, because the boyfriend is the one in like, Scream yeah. Two that gets it. It's like Omar Epps, I think, is the boyfriend in Scream Two that gets it through the ear. The, the okay. knife. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember no. who it was. He was like, he's like, oh, give me, give me, a and, he, and like looks and he's like. Wow. No. No, so, I, haven't seen those. I hate stupid comedy like okay. that. I don't like the disgusting, like, you know, dick in the ear type of comedy. In fact, oh. I watched Borat this weekend and it's that type of comedy and I hate it. And I had to turn it off like immediately. I was after 30 minutes. I'll tell you guys which part if you've seen it, but Tavo horror comedy horror like anything which is horror in it like I, I don't like it yeah so just so you know to Tucker and Dale versus evil it's not so the scary movie movies are like they were trying to do uh, for like films. horror movies yeah they're parody films but like Tucker and Dale versus evil is horror comedy in the same way that like an evil dead 2 for instance or even army of darkness were horror yeah, so comedy so it's like they're they're not parodying anything they're just like they're horror movies that have a a comedy kind of vibe you know there there's funny dark, moments dark as humor. well yeah dark humor so uh yeah they, but either way you're clearly so you're drawing the line at horror horror no like no. any anything that has a scary soundtrack that i start listening to the sound and it's like leading you up to something. Yep. I'm already gonna be like You're pissing done. in my pants. Got it. So, so Vanana, <laughs> Michael Jackson's Thriller, yay or nay? Oh my god! So when I was a kid. Oh shit! Here it is. <laughs> that would scare me so much. I had a best friend who was a girl, and we would turn on the Thriller soundtrack and hide under the covers. Oh boy. And like pretend there were zombies and like. 
just psych ourselves out and and play make believe. Of course, I was like in I don't know fifth grade or whatever. Mm. But yeah, like that soundtrack was scary to me. So just the mm. the song scared you, not even the video. The song, uh, the video too. I mean, but the video we knew it was like artistic and you know like music video with like the dance and stuff like that. But um, yeah, we were terrified of Thriller. Yeah. I, uh... See, okay, so okay, so let let me explain myself for a little bit. Let let me set things up for a little bit. I think I think our listeners who have listened to me and me with you guys for a while maybe know my history. But the first movie that my mother ever introduced to me, the first two movies I ever seen in my life were It and Chucky. Okay, that was my introduction into like into movies. Those were the two <laughs> movies my mom showed me good family fair yeah and then the first movie i saw in a movie theater was jurassic park and that Mm. scene with the raptors in the kitchen like those little tiny raptors in the kitchen and like the girl and the boy are like hiding behind there that scared me so bad along with it and clowns and like chucky and dolls and stuff like that i think i was traumatized and then on top of that um, Chinese scary movies was a thing in my household. We would watch mm. a lot of like those Chinese scary movies, like movies like The Ring, um, mm. El Ringu, you know, like those type of movies and 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 uh, like scary stories were always a part of my culture. Like mm. the older kids would always tell the younger kids scary stories. Like we believed in ghosts and just my culture, like just being brought up like, I believe those things are real and like those things are very real to me. And I slept with a nightlight on for like many years in my life because of that. And that's why I don't like scary movies and I don't like getting scared because I think maybe to the American audience or like to some American audiences, it's just a movie. It's just actors. It's just people like using their imagination and, and putting something out there that kind of scares you and excites you. But like, I think the way I grew up, it's so real. Every single one of my family have seen ghosts. They've seen demons, Mm. um, except for me. And I always felt like, like I'm next, like everyone else has seen ghosts and demons except for me. Like why? Like it's about time, you know, um, every single member of my family has stories of like when they seen ghosts, when they seen demons, my uncle even met a ghost in Thailand who like what told him like, this is her room and he needs to get out. And he, he told her like, well, I already paid for the room, so I'm not getting out. My uncle's gay, so he has, like, an attitude, you know? Mm. And he's like, I'm not getting out. And she's like, uh, yeah, you are. And he's like, well, I already paid for the room. And she, in his dream, like, it was, like, kind of, like, semi-dream state, mm. she gave him lottery numbers. He mm-hmm. told his sister to buy the lottery numbers the next day. That was her way of paying him back. And he won exactly the amount that he paid for in his room. Oh, boy. So like my family has stories like that. Like that's how I grew up. Like this stuff is real. It's like real to us. And it's like, you don't want to mess around with that. And I know a lot of people that have ghosts follow them around from like house to house because of certain Mm. things, not praying to certain gods. So Tavo, like scary movies, just, I don't like to be in that headspace. I just don't don't like like it. 
I don't like it. I, I just feel like it's bad juju, and I just like I, I don't it. like it. I get right. you. I um, it was funny. I um, I like to tempt fate sometimes. Like I like <laughs> to do, to go see scary movies, and I'm not really a person to go see them in the theater because I. I don't like coming back with that shit Um, because my brain starts to go. And I I think one of the things I talked about films, like I can't watch them. I don't, I've watched them and I don't want to take them any further than I've watched them because when I saw the first film, I had no idea that, that the stories were based on two real people that I actually met. And so um, these People, I forgot the last name of these people. Who Chris, you remember? What what movie mm-hmm. is this? The The Conjuring people. Oh uh, yeah, I forget oh. what the name of that. Film I is. forgot what their names are, but anyways, they. So the movie kind of starts with them going to a high school and like talking about how demons exist and there's a consistent battle between good and evil, and it was the same speech they gave in my high school that I that I met them. It was the uh, man. Their names are like at the tip of my tongue. Um, Lorraine something. Anyways. Um, so when I found out the Warren was that the Warren Ed and Lorraine Warren. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that this movie franchise was based on those two people. Like anything (laughs) I was going to watch was like legit. I was like, it's real. This, this stuff happens. I saw the, um, paranormal, I saw paranormal activity and shout out to Ron Diesel, who I saw this weekend was watching that. Um, I commented why. Seriously, why would you do this to yourself, man? I didn't sleep for three nights after seeing that first film. Not okay. I had to turn the light on. Why? Like, why the light on. would <laughs> really? you want? Yeah, why would you want oh, to dude, watch I'm something not even, like I'm that? I'm not even lying to you. Like, there, oh, man. Like, I can't see it anymore. I don't want to. I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear the, the sound effect that they use for when shit goes down in the house. I'm watching um, The Haunting of Bly Manor now, and it shit just got real like on the show and i'm like i gotta go to sleep tonight great hey it's awesome it's gonna be awesome no. be like rolled up tucked under holding my wife oh scared no that shit messed me up too but like <laughs> stuff like it that stuff doesn't doesn't mess me up. no it's just a clown well i mean clowns are creepy kick but him. yeah like kick them in the face i don't but know that i would i want it to be energy. my yeah i don't know but that i want it to be Italy. my first movie though you know like as a kid, yeah, no, definitely not creepy. Definitely yeah. That not. was my first movie. Which Chucky was movie Chucky. was it? Do you know? Do you remember? Which, which which Chucky? Yeah, was it the first Child's Play? The first Child's Play. Oh. Yep. So the one that was the actually scary. Wow, that's that's rough. Yeah, those are rough. Yeah, yeah. For, and then and then buddy. and then Jurassic Park. Yeah. Jurassic Park and shit. So I got like, <laughs> I got like dolls monsters like dinosaurs yeah, like dinosaurs. and clowns like yeah. that was like my first foray into scary movies and then all the chinese stuff so there's like um in in singapore there's a lot of chinese vampire movies like that's really popular and the vampires aren't what you think they are like they're not like western vampires you know um they have certain character characteristics to them and um they're really creepy and my cousin would like watch them in the dark and then all the scary stories and like i remember i was with my grandmother one day and we heard like these bells and ghosts and they were following us and we had to like get the church to like come and say prayers to eliminate the sounds that we were hearing so um 
And like I said, every member of my family has seen a ghost or a demon and they have their own stories. So to me, it's a really real thing in our lives. And it's not something that's like Hollywood. Mm. So mm. I just, I just avoid it. I'm like, right. nope, like, nope, I'm pure. I'm a good energy. Don't come near me. So, and I know martial arts, like I'll kick your ass, so, but not, but not really because <laughs> I will run and hide in a closet. <laughs> so no horror, Tavo, out forget it even no, if it's funny no. no not doing the horror uh funny uh, it depends so, i you know comedy right. like it's, it's got to be smart comedy for me okay uh yeah i'm not even gonna bother recommending any really great because no i'm no forget it's it not, yeah. it's not gonna happen no yeah. <laughs> plus yeah it'll be it'll not end well so uh all right i guess that's it, right? We don't really have much else to uh, wrap it up. To cover. Yeah. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, of course, you can go to thefanboygarage.com and you can check out our uh, episode archive, our merch store. Uh, get yourself a Sith. Yeah, there you go. Uh, for those of you watching on video, Aaron's showing off the uh, new logo t- uh, hoodie. Uh, yep. You can still get a Sith shirt or hoodie or whatever for now so maybe stock up on your winter apparel with the sith uh Mm. design on it while it lasts before disney pulls it um and of course you can join the conversation on the social medias the facebook the instagram the twitters at the fanboy garage uh and myself i am at real cl mighty on twitter you can find me at banana under tfg underscore tfg and you can find me at AA Ron Speaks. That is A underscore A underscore Ron Speaks. Thank you so much for listening to episode 118 of the Fanboy Garage. We hope to catch you guys next week and maybe you'll see our faces again. Yay! Bye. Hang on, guys. I'm going to. You're listening to the Fanboy Garage Podcast. 